racing only better ahead of racing this weekend. Kelso, Doncaster and Newbury all to bring you and hopefully steer you in the direction of some winners in the company of Mr. Tony Calvin. How are you, TC? Yeah, look, all good. All good. I've, I've just found out that I don't need headphones. Yeah, which makes, makes that beautiful head of yours even more beautiful. So I shave my head for the occasion, so it's a proper tennis. Keep slipping off. Keep slipping off, <laughs> And the other voice you hear is, of course, Mr. Dan Barber, our league leader in the betting table at the moment. How are you, DB? I think I was. I think Kev deposed me last week oh, due to the Ida Chase win of the mayor. Well, he's sitting, out this weekend, he's sitting out this weekend, so we have ground to make up, and we are going to make it up. A quick reminder, it's week two of uh, Grow Your Roar. And that's a difficult one for Jonathan Ross, isn't it? Grow Your Roar, uh, for the old man <laughs> this weekend at Cheltenham. So we basically £20 on racing in a week on a sportsbook or the exchange to add £10 to your Cheltenham free bet pot. So you can split it across a couple of different races. You can bet £20 on one particular race. The money will be added to your credit to your account on the 14th of March, just in time for Cheltenham. So get on this if you haven't already. It's free money if you're having a bet this weekend you might as well do it on the exchange or the sports book right lads we're going to get stuck in we have 10 races to cover as i mentioned across three uh, tracks in the uk and we're starting with kelso the 132 is the bet 365 premier novices hurdle it's over two miles and richmond lake is your two to one favorite for donald mccain we have north lodge for alan king at three to one uh Sherlock jack at six to one bold endeavor eight to one alongside nell's son for nikki richards and it's 10 to 1 bar, Tony Calvin. And um, does this look like an open enough race to you? A novice's hurdle over two miles. And who do you like, please? Um, yeah, I, I think obviously Richmond Lake, what he's what he did at uh at Haydock last time, you know, he's got to be the market leader. But twos is short enough. There's a bit of depth to this race, uh, notably North Lodge at Freeze. The one I thought was a was a very big price on Thursday morning when the when the book first opened was on uh, De Jonc. Uh, the sports were 14s first up and that got taken. I think he's now into 11s. I can definitely see the angle of that. And, you know, it could be a bit of each way value in the race if there is anything. Um, he was, um, he's one of the front runners in the race along with Richmond Lake. So, you know, he, he could get it out in front on his own uh, if, if the favourite lets him. And he's just been very impressive on the last two starts when they've adopted forcing tactics. And I think the win at um, Wincanton last time, albeit narrow, I think it was a decent effort because I think the winners, are, the runner-ups are promising sort in his own right. And he, he gave him £7 there and showed a really good attitude to beat him. I think he's, um, like, since the switch of tactics, I think he's he's a progressive horse. He's got a bit, he's got a fair bit to find with the market principles. He does, yeah. I think if you're looking at, I think you're looking at maybe tens and elevens each way. I think he, I think he's a fair proposition. I, I haven't put him up and I haven't backed him yet. But uh, if he drifts a little bit more, I'll, I'll be tempted in. So all okay. of each way if you're going to play in that race. Okay, stepping up as you say in class, but um, progressive sort. Hopefully, TC says keep an eye on the price there. Ten to one currently. What about yourself, Dan? Uh, well, I know Tony likes to call me lofty, but Barry likes to call me windy because he thinks it can be a bit windy on a few. And of I call this you game. both. This is. <laughs> This is Gale Force 10, this. I don't have a clue. I really don't have a clue. Right. I think it's impossible. It's just hard race. You've got so much potential. Also, I think I might have the most ability is it's good to laugh. But whether he's strong enough stayer to beat jump spread horse over two and a quarter and whether he's jumping is good enough, that's a massive issue. I think if he straightened out his jumping, he'd be a really good hurdler. But as it is, that hasn't happened so far. North Lodge about the right... North Lodge and... Richmond Lake look the right favourites. They've achieved most on the track, but it's just too hard for me. Just too hard. Okay, all right. So keep an eye on the price of Honor de Jonc at 10 to 1 at the time of recording on Thursday evening. Uh, the 205 then, gents, is the Bet365 handicap hurdle. So four places on the Betfair Sportsbook here if you're backing each way. It's a two and a half mile race and two miles uh, five if you really want to be uh, 
sticking about it. Famous Bridge at 10 to 3 as our market leader for Nicky Richards at the time of recording. You've got Heart of Steel 4 to 1, Flash to Steel 6 to 1, not to be confused, a bit like Kevin Blake's horse there a couple of weeks ago. Wild about Oscar 7 to 1, Elvis Male 8 to 1, and it's 10 to 1 bar. Uh, Dan, again, it looks a wide open contest. This is a tricky enough puzzle. Have you got uh, the key to unlocking this handicap hurdle? I think I have, and it's very unoriginal, but I think this is possibly. Uh, one of the best handicaps horses we'll see this weekend, that's Famous Bridge. Um, and I certainly don't think... I, I, well, I think there are a couple that are too close to him in the betting, certainly close than they should be. Uh, exposed horses who've had the chances in handicaps, Heart of Steel, mm. not far behind him. Elvis Males had a load of racing. The one I'm slightly concerned about is Wild About Oscar at the top because he's got the bit of a look of a skeleton plan. Cheap pieces, sliding mark down to 141. But for me, it's a seriously well-handicapped horse. Pretty much every piece of form... He looks on a good mark. He got seven pounds off Ned. He gave seven pounds to Ned Tanner and just got denied when he was still a green horse. And I was at Kelso. Not that it really matters, but I was at Kelso the day he ran last time. And I thought he was coming through to win that race and possibly win it convincingly when he stepped off too far at the second last, no sooner than he'd taken the lead and came down. The handicap has nudged him up a token one pound because it, it was up in the air. But 118 for a horse that cost what he did and has got the novice form that he did in a race full of exposed ones. I thought, I don't think that 100 to 30 were ever issue, but we'll be there on on the off time anyway. Okay, well, my Cheltenham bet pot, TC, at the risk of stealing your thunder here, because there's a horse there that you and I have a little bit of history with, you more so than me, in Golo at 20 to 1, and right down the bottom of the market here. Look, I know the last day, like, his jumping wasn't great at Ascot, um, but go back to his Haydock run, fourth out of nine. If he can jump okay here, um, at 20 to 1, I'd be t- using my 20 pound stake for the Grow Your War, uh, 10 pounds each way on Angola 20 to 1. What do you no, I, I agree. Like I say, I know we got, a, I know we've got a lot of history and ridicule with this horse, and yeah, it's time to, uh, you know, shit and get off the pot with him. If he doesn't, yeah. if he doesn't, you know, this is one last dump, isn't it? This, it is. I'm not saying. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's been dropped eight pounds uh, for those two runs this season. Okay. And the first one, he was obviously running a really good race when he made that bad mistake to our Haydock. And he was taken around the houses to Ascot High Street last time, all outside, all the way around. And, he's, you know, he's been, so he's been dropped £8 for two runs that you can make excuses for. Uh, we know he's got the back form to win this off a mark of 131. We should mention the ground at Kelso. It's currently good to soft, soft in places, but some forecasts are, are predicting up to 22, 23 mil in the next today. Um, Thursday into Saturday. That would make it heavy enough then, wouldn't it? Uh, it, will, it will make it on the, on the heavy side, but other forecasts suggest only up to 12 mil, and it's a changeable feast, obviously, these forecasts. But I'm working on the basis of soft stroke heavy at, at Kelso, which would be in his favour. So definitely I can see Ngolo there, but one I think stands out to me, I put him up at 20 during the week, and I'm going in again at 10 to 1 uh, with the four places each way with a sports book, and that's one night in Milan. Totally get where uh, Dan's coming from, from Famous Bridge, and Incidentally, that was one soft unseat uh, by Brian Hughes there. And Brian Hughes was on one night, one night in Milan last time. And I just can't believe when I went back and have, I watched the race and I went back and had a look expecting to see a seven pound claimer. And it yeah. was huge. He was, he, he didn't give it a hard race uh, in that uh, Musselburgh Potemps qualifier. But so, yeah, I, I, I like the fact he's down to a mark of 127. I saw more promise in that run last time than, than you know, than, than the bare form suggests. I like the fact him coming down for three miles to two five, especially if it rains, because although he's got form over three miles, I've got him down as a, you know, a, not a strong finish over three miles. And, 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 the, and the seal, the thing that seals the deal is, is, is the Kelso form. He's won twice from two starts there. 
He was trading at 11 to 8 when he fell on one of the other occasions. And on the other occasions when he got beaten at length, he was actually up against a 136 rated eye right. So the whole the course form is pretty much impeccable. Um, so off a mark of 127, back to two mile five after a, a half decent run at Musselburgh last summer over a trip too far. I think one night in Milan, 10 to one each way, four places is probably my idea of the bet of the weekend. But okay, it might, it might not seem it to a lot of these big southern stables, but I think this is a big day for the north as well. So a horse like that who you might have had a sighter. There probably is a few that have been targeted at this because it's and, such good money and, and for the I should mention as well, uh, before I forget, the Keithdale Gleash Yard. Uh, four, four winners of late, two winners, and the other two have been chinned in, in photo finishes. So uh, if, if this is a long-term plan for one night in Milan on, on a track where he's gone best at in the past, then 10-1 to 1 with, with a safety net of four places is there. So that'll probably be one of my um, adding to my free bet pop for the year. Uh, okay. Excellent. Well, dear, both well, both you and I then for this race. One night Milan for TC. Tens are currently uh, the fav at the moment for Dan Famous Bridge. And I'm going to take one last, and it is literally the last chance I'm going to give N'Golo uh, to run a decent race here at 20 to 1. Okay, gents, the 240 then is the Bet365 Premier Chase. Again, it's uh, just under three miles here, two miles seven, listed race. And Espoir de Rome for Kim Bailey as your two to one favorite here. Itchy Feet for Ollie Murphy. A three to one is interesting. Nuts well for Anne Hamilton, six to one. You've got Windsor Avenue, six to one. Big River for Lucinda Russell at eight to one. Dingo Dollar, eight to one. And the outside of the field is Hill 16 for Sandy Thompson. Um, okay, TC, uh, there'll be a lot of people supporting Espoir, Derome, and Itchy Feet at the top of the market here. And they're kind of disputing the favoritism at the moment. But who do you like in this race? Yeah. I, I, I look, the market's probably got this right. Espoir, Derome. Now, we all know he was coming to give Sean Drew House a, a race and a half at Aintree when he uh, he was given uh, that horse a, a, a real race when he fell two out there. Mm. A decent comeback at Carlisle, but I don't know why he's been off since October. Uh, but I do know if there is rain, that won't that won't uh, won't be against him. Ratings wise, he's a clear pick of these. Um, and if he is if he is fresh, and he's if he's fresh and well, and he's gone gone well off an absence in the past, then. It should be hard to beat, but do you want to be back in a horse in this class of race at around about nine to four off of that kind of a break? Not for mm-hmm. me. Itchy feet, fours in a place. If the first time blinkers can contribute to making him jump better, then he is the main rival. But you know, his jumping leaves so much to be desired. I mean, he did remarkably well to finish so close at Lingfield last time after, you know, after going up and down. Uh, uh, so many fences. So for me, seven runners, no real each way angle to the race. I can fully see the first two in the market for they've got faults. It's the classic no bit race. Yeah, Big River loves it here, Dan. Like loves the track. Yeah. But again, I don't know. Are you, you going to take a chance on a what age is he now? 11, 12 years of age. Um, who do you like? Yeah, eight course wins. He won the the board. He won the staying race there, the Borders National, and then. It, he won a bizarre race over three miles where loads of fences were omitted. So his stamina just sort of kicked in. I think he's got his work cut out in a proper race. Yeah. I've, I've never been with him along the way, really. But I think this is the time where I would chance itchy feet. I'd probably have him favourite because I think the Blinks is a possible angle. I think going over a longer trip in a race where they're probably not going to go mad in front might mean he'll jump a bit better as well. And I don't think you can have massive confidence in Espoir de Rome. He's never... He's basically unproven a very testing three miles still, a testing three miles. But more than that, as Tony says, he's not been seen since October when he didn't perform anyway. So we've seen him only once since he tipped up at Aintree. And 
it's not like Kim Bailey to sit off them. I mean, if he'd have been right and well, they'd have been out after that Carl Lowry appearance where I know Fiddler on the Roof won that race, but he definitely didn't show his form that day, I didn't think. So for me, this is first chance saloon rather than last chance. I've never really been with him so far, but I think if the blinkers work, Itchy Feet can finally put to bed that, that run of frustrating defeats. Mm, yeah, there's, okay. a, there's a fair bit of, if you are with Itchy Feet, there's a fair bit of pace in here and you can see him just holding up, you know, you know maybe second last in here and, and creeping through late. So if he's jumping, does stand up, then yeah, I can fully see him. But. Okay, um, excellent, gents. Uh, and then some decent cases made there. Uh, the 315 then is the Bet365 More Battle. It's a handicap hurdle. It's a cracking race. Four places again in the sports book. if you're packing each way here. And there's some brilliant big names uh, from over the years and indeed... Um, you know, horses that I guess you know have achieved an awful lot, but maybe stepping back into handicap company here. And Metier is at the top of the market, eleven to four, just ahead of Boover Dare, the two-time champion hurdle winner for Nicky Henderson. Autumn evening, six to one. Fevoir for the Skeletons at seven to one. Cormier at eight to one, and then you've got ten to one Severance, uh, Sandaru at twelve to one, Balco Saint at sixteens, and so on. Voidarev is in there as well at twenty to one. Some brilliant big names in this one. It's a crack and race, Dan Barber. Um, I don't know who I'm on here. I, like, I, I'd love to give Boover Dare another go just because obviously he's been such a legend um, over the years. But Henderson's yard form again, you have to question that. And mm. um, who do you like, please? Uh, nothing especially. I think it's another really hard race. I'd probably have his second behind the Premier Hurdle for races that I'm least confident about. One thing you would note, they obviously chucked the bonus at this and the Shunter mm. won it last year. So the Shunter got 100 grand or something for winning this and then going on to win at Cheltenham. That probably explains why a field that used to be made up of four or five, the last two years has had 14 and now 12. So it's just a warmer yeah. race than normal. But Bouvedere just complicates. I think you've sort of got to be with him or strongly against him because he's the best horse by a mile. The handicap's yeah. given him a chance off one five three, But he's returning on ground that, as Tony says, he's going to be worsening all the while. First time out when the stable aren't exactly flying. One horse who revels in the mud is Metier, isn't it? But... Set up seven for Lingfield probably looks harsh enough. Um, I'm just going around his circle because I think it's very hard. I'd much rather uh, take a forward defensive on this one and move on to the next. I'm with Boover Dare, TC. I, again, Dan says he is the class horse, and I know the ground might be a little bit of an issue, but uh, I just I think at the price seven to two, you could back him even each way with four places in the sports book here. And if he hits four to one, you get your money back or thereabouts. Um, what do you reckon? I've just, I've just checked on the forecast. I mean, Thursday and Friday is still pretty bad for Kelso, but Saturday's got to improve. But I think the damage might have been done by then. But yeah, Bouverdere, whether or not he wants ground this soft these days, I know some of his best forms come in, in deep ground, but that was, you know, three or four years ago when he was a, a youngster winning grade runs. Uh, the handicap has given him every chance. 153 has given him more than a chance, hasn't he, really? But... Mm. You've got to be worried about the form of the Nicky Henderson yard. I know, we, I know this is Dave uh, Deja Vu after Nichols two or three uh, weeks ago, but if anything, Henderson's even worse form. And if anything, they're not just they're not they're literally not finishing their races. I mean, he had another one today. I think it was a big drifter, Barbados Blue. I didn't actually see the race. I just saw the you know, mm. finishing pulled up in the full runner race. So. And a lot of them in pulling up and just not seeing out their races. So I, I would the very be, good horses seem seem to have been okay. I'll see they haven't really blobbed, have they? But I think the general stable lately has been worrying. Oh, you've got to be worried about. It. And and I don't I don't really buy into this theory that oh yeah, as long as the good horses are going well, you know they should be all right. You know, there's something. Oh, that he's focusing them a bit more. I don't know. Yeah, but there's something on them. There's something on them. There's something on them. But anyway, it's it's clearly not a it's clearly not a positive. And if you're backing a horse in a race like this at, at four to one, 
Mm. And it's got to be a consideration. Incidentally, I'm surprised Belco Coastal, who was, a, who was the anti-post favourite for this race, alongside Metier and, um, uh, and Boubadet, hasn't even turned up for this. I don't know whether that sort of result was a bad scope. He's in the county, isn't he? Anyway, um, the one I liked in this anti-post was a no-show, so I've done my money in cold blood on current mood. Uh, the one I like now is St. Deru uh, mm. at 12 to 1, four places with a sports book. I think it's very fair. It's a com- very competitive race, as you said. And I, th- I think the ground could put, play a big role in here. If he doesn't, if he doesn't rain as much as forecast, I think Vrida Rev's a really interesting contender off a, off a lowly mark at 20s, but soft ground would be a problem for him. Uh, mm-hmm. I think San Deru won over two mile five here last time. Was that in the Famous bridge race. Famous bridge, yeah. So if Famous yeah. Bridge wins, you've got a nice little boost there. After yeah, that, so that, that could be a point of there. And also, he beat Brada Rev in third that day. And um, okay. I think the angle with this horse is he's only got up three pounds. I think he won that really well. And the step back to two miles on deeper ground, because it was good ground that day, uh, I think it's a plus. You go back and look at his form with Elliot. He was third in the Boodles, um, Fred Winter in, on soft ground. He was third yeah. in that compet- really valuable Labrooks hurdle on uh, uh, Dublin Racing Festival last year on two miles on, on soft, so heavy ground. So uh, I think Sam Daru, 12 to 1, on his second start for the stable, uh, four places, is is my idea of the best uh, best player in the race. But he's, Lovely. he's a tricky one. Okay, four four places as I said, and um, the you know the seven pound claimer is going to take seven off that uh, three pound rise as well. So yeah, he's got twenty percent strike rate this season. He's, um, yeah, he's the owner's, uh, the racing manager's owner's uh, son. Excellent. Okay, the three forty three before we leave Kelso is the Cyril Alexander Memorial Handicap Chase. Uh, two miles half a furlong here. Hardy Desoy is your nine to four favorite at the time of recording. Dubai Days uh, at four to one. Heartbreak Kid nine to two. And you've got uh, Dino Velvet or Dino Velvet at six to one, alongside Seymour Lights at six to one. Uh, Glenn Truen at 15 to two, and Gold Dubois at eight to one is at the top of the market. Again, um, Tony Calvin, it's, a, it's, it's an open enough race here before we leave Kelso. Who do you like in this one, please? I wasn't going to have a play in this race, but well, I might now. Uh, we got the prices through just before, and Seymour Lights is six to one. Mm. I would have him a couple of points shorter. Now, I know. Uh, it's again. It could well be rain dependent, so I might leave it till Saturday till I know what the going is. But if it, if it's soft, soft or heavy ground, and he really comes into the equation, two good two good runs since they fit the cheap pieces, a win and a second last time. Mm-hmm. Um, got some course form. I just think he was. I just thought he was. He was pretty solid, and I, I thought he'd look more of a four shots or a six poke. So, but I'll, I'll wait till Saturday till I see what the ground is. Okay. If, if the rain has come, then he's. He's a definite contender. Okay, lovely. So two points above price at the moment. Keep an eye on the weather. Dan, what about yourself? Yeah, give a chance to see more lights. Give a chance to go to Bois back here as well. He pushed nuts well close in the race that nuts well always wins before he goes to the old Rhone. But I think they've got the right favourite here, Hardy decides. I know he doesn't have the allowance now and he's gone up six, but he actually threatened to beat a proper horse in Manila Drama at Haydock in a graded race when... He probably was on the worst of the track. I thought coming down the outside in the straight that day helped Manila drama. Hardy Desai was marooned in the middle of the course. This is the easiest assignment he's had, but not over keen on nine to four, obviously. But he's one of those where I suspect he might not be that price. You're probably getting 11 to four. It looks it looks an 11 to four, the field job for me. And I'd have the three of them a fair bit clearer of the others. Okay, brilliant. Right, we'll move on to Doncaster, gents, then, if you don't mind. The 220 is the Virgin Bet Bears. 
Novice Hurdle. It's over three miles. It's a listed race here. We have an odds on five in Get a Tonic for Dan Skelton. He's five to four on here. Has weakened it a little bit um, over the last day or two. He was, I think, 11 to eight on at one stage. Miss Fairfax at nine to two for Huey Morrison. You've got Gazette Bourgeoisie at uh, six to one. Eight to one, Holly Hartingo at uh, eight to one. So said I at 12. And it's how much you like about the rest here. Um, Dan, uh, odds on five here. Is he uh, to be with or against in your view? I think she's a bad price, mate. Odds on. Um, she's from a flat family, or the, or the dam one on the flat. Anyway, she's now hiked up to three miles. She had enough pace to try and go with Marie's Rock for a long way at Warwick. Um, Harry's not riding her this time. I don't know. It almost feels like a getting to know you, whether they think she's experiment, see if she stays three. But she's takes a lot of getting Doncaster. The ground there, they call it soft, good to soft in places. It's a mm. big old home straight. If they get racing early in that straight, it can be properly punishing. And there's often no cover from the wind either. I think Holly Harting goes the horse I want to be with. I like this mare. I think she's promising. She's, yeah. she's two from she's two from two. I mean, obvious, but her jumping was absolutely exceptional for an inexperienced horse. Obviously, she's got point-to-point experience. She ran, t- ran in two points, but she's going up to three miles, which will surely suit, as I say, points and just the way she's bred as well. The dam was a pointer. And I just like how she went about it. She was really strong in the betting. The runner-up Hill Finch has won since. Mm-hmm. And she just has a likable way. And I think stepping up to three miles is definitely going to suit her. She's she's had a little break a couple of months, but that might have been part of the plan. I thought she was the overpriced one. And one thing to note as well, she beat Miss Fairfax in that race last time. Or the time before, sorry. And Miss Fairfax has had a chance to show her worth over the longer trip, yet Miss Fairfax is a shorter price. I don't think she should be. She's half the price. I'm with you. And I can see the case for Holly Hardingo. What do you think, GC? Yeah, um, in fact, I was going to tip her up um, at 10 to 1 when I was writing my column this afternoon, but the 10s across the marketplace just disappeared. It went into seven, as low as 7s in pace. I, but I, I can I can really get it. Um, I'm one of these ones. If I if I miss the price, I sulk and, and don't yeah, me too, that. buddy, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just you, have more on. Don't you just have more on? To try and make about this in the eight to eleven. Get a tonic. You'll have to take four five now. Crazy, so yeah. I thought uh, get a tonic was even though there's plenty of pace in the race and you can see it suiting a maybe a creeping style, but four. Mate, I know she's got the best form, and but there's a plenty of up and comers in here against her, and it's like, it's like, shall we have one more on Saturday? It's just, it's just, a, just the wrong starting price. I mean, okay, be odds against uh, Holly Hartingo for all the reasons Dan said. Um, I, I was really taken with the effort last time. It's she's, I know she's got, you know, she's got a couple of runs in points in the background there, but she was doing all her best for uh, work late on last time. Uh, one hundred penalty. Uh, the second did come out and win, but he should have done because he was four or nine in a in a pretty crappy race. But I mean, that's you know, Frank, and it's no bad thing. No, I, I do think if you don't know if she's going to really step up, and, and the ground here at Doncaster, you know, they, they have problems with grass covering. It, 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 even if it's good, officially good ground, there it looks hard work. It's strung out like washing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I, so I, I think it could be quite attritional stuff at Doncaster. For all they might have the the most benign going forecast but yeah holly hartingo i think she's still fair at eight okay. but i'm just uh, i'm just sulking because i didn't get the tens but yeah okay <laughs> he would probably still be the bet in the race if i was forced to have one yeah and she might just drift you never know you never know so keep an eye on the price so holly hartingo a lot of vote of confidence for her and the 255 then is the virgin bet handicap chase it's over two miles the big bite for henry oliver is her seven to two favorite at the time of recording dan skelton has king jarjean 
at 9 to 2. Bit of support for King Don Jean, 6 is into 9 to 2. Gaelic Coast at 9 to 2. Melistic 5 to 1. Cedar Hill at 6 to 1. You've got Sheddleton at 8 to 1, alongside Bundoran, and it's at 10 and 12 to 1 bar then. So, um, TC, uh, the big bite your market leader at the moment, but um, plenty of value in this one. Who do you like? I mean, there's no value in it. I couldn't see. I couldn't see a bet. I thought it was a really, really nasty little race. Uh, mm, the handicappers, really? the handicappers, trying to lure you in with King Darjon, isn't he? You know, eight pound lower than than when a um, a good third at Kelso just back in October ran well after a break last time. What's he doing there? Is he sending me a message? Um, no, no, I was just turning my notes over. Sorry, oh, sorry. I thought you were going <laughs> to. Yeah. Stupid <laughs> printer in here is double-sided. Who wants that? Nobody. <laughs> double-sided. Yeah. You don't you cut down trees for no reason, do you? Yeah. 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 Um, don't worry, I'll put it in the recycling bit. It can get yeah. turned into your um, bug roll. I think King Darjons, you know, he's, he's, he's waiting to go very well. Um, I think the shape of the race suits him from a pace perspective. Uh, yeah, but nine to two in a race like this, not really. I mean, it's the kind of race where you can give me six goes and I still wouldn't tip the winner. Okay. Not well, if, I gave you, if I gave you if I gave you one go, Dan, who do you like? Yeah, I'm gonna this would be the one of those that I'd be using to grow my free bet pot because I'm gonna try and push Tony towards punting him because I know we'd rather Harry was on it for the big day, but there is a sense that that run the other day was just to to put him spot on for something else. He's down to one three eight, ten pound lower than his peak. Close third to nuts well off one four six, not that long ago on his reappearance when he was off for his life there, I thought, and it's, it's a bit of water's crossed under the bridge between now and then, but I think they're going to build him back up again, and I think he's better ridden from the front. It's a bit of a concern. Bundoran's in there, Fanzio, but he's a bit lazy. So there is a bit of pace in there, but as long as you just sit handy with him, I think this might be a, a plan. I do. I think that, I think this oh, might wow. have been in their mind for a is while. Is it your money, is it your money that's pushing him. from sixes into nine to twos, is it? Is it the Dan it's Barber not, cash? My money, we're pushing him from nine to two into sixes when they see that I've backed him. Uh, <laughs> Out okay, to sixes. So, well, okay, they, um, if if the when I mean, they they do about four or five bid at Doncaster, and I, I'm working on the basis of nasty soft there. Would the, would the, the other thing that worried me about King Darjon would it would it be for a better going? Yeah, he probably is a bit better on top of the ground, but I do I think generally chase courses never get as bad as hurdles tracks do. That just tends to be the way. Um, so it's, okay. it's on the inside. It's a nippy place where you want to be whizzing around. You get a handy horse that he is. If he gets away with conditions, I think I think plenty's in his favour. He's one of those. He might double in price and run poorly, but I've got a feeling he might be going the other way. Okay, good stuff, gents. The 3.30 then at Doncaster, before we move to the last two at Newbury, is the Virgin Bet Grimthorpe. It's a handicap chase. Uh, just over two miles and a quarter, two miles, two and a half uh, furlong, is it? Or is it? No, it's three miles. Three miles. Three miles. Three miles, three miles two, I yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Three miles, two. Right. Um, so three and a quarter miles. Um, Namilos is your 11 to four favourite for Tim Vaughan. Mr. Malarkey, nine to two, alongside Storm Control, also nine to two. Cloth Cap is in here, still going strong at 11 to two. Um, so you think so again, six to one. Under supervision, eight to one. Carrowstown Park, eights and Legends Gold is 14 to one, the outsider of the field. Um, Dan, who do you like, please? I wonder if the top horse is worth another crack. The national, that's cloth cap. National weights mm. are out now, so there's no concern on that score. Mm. He's down to 147. He led for a long way, remember, in the Labbrooks Trophy before fading out of things. That was off 154, so he's seven lower. He's in the weakest race. He's probably running for, for 18 months, mm. and... 
the concern is he's not been seeing his races out, but I think if they're going to turn him into a national horse again, they want to be getting him back up and running pretty soon. And I wonder if this is the time to do it. It should be loads of pace on here. And I'd be a bit surprised if they'll try and lead him. I think they might track the pace because Storm Control always makes the running. Lamilos made the made all at Sandown when he nicked that race a bit. And under supervision tends to race handily as well. So if they just sit in behind, mm. 147, 147 in a weaker race is tempting me anyway. It'd be small stakes, but he's just lurking there. In, against horses that if any of these ran in the national not only would they not be going off five they wouldn't be finishing either yeah fair enough okay so that's a solid case for clark cap is said top weight but 11 to 2 backable price each way price what about you tz um i was looking to get to mr malarkey uh getting uh, getting with mr malarkey here but the sports book odds compilers have had the the same idea and at nine to two i can i can definitely walk away in fact i was looking for nearly double that price and he's not that anywhere so uh, but the case for him is, is quite straightforward. I know he's run like a drain in, in three starts this season, but the handicappers done what UK handicappers do what he's done all season. He's dropped him a massive amount, £12 for those three runs. He's moved his new trainer, Richard Bandy, looks to be an okay operator. I don't know much about him, mm. but rather than yeah, the yeah. form of the likes of St. Pi, etc. Um, had a wind up, and they were aiming at the old Racing Post trophy that Captain Orr won last week, uh, a race in which he finished third off an £11 hard mark than his current mark uh, last season. But I think they, because of the weather, they, they couldn't get a run into him, so they decided to wait a week and come here. Um, I, I can definitely see the case for him, but I, I can't see the betting case for him at 9-2. to two. If I can get 8-1 <coughs> to one plus on the exchange on the day, I, I might play, but... I'm sitting out for the moment. Okay. Lovely, gents. That's Doncaster done. Newbury, we've got two Newbury to talk about before we get your naps of the weekend. The 115 is the uh, Bet Victor Veterans Handicap Shave. So, veterans obviously uh, need only apply. ASO is your 5 to 2 market leader for Venetia Williams. Indy 5 at 3 to 1. Corto Rico is in here at 7 to 2. Uh, and a bit of support, which I'm kind of scratching my head at. Prime Venture at 6 to 1. Christmas and April, 8 to 1. And it's 10 to 1 bar. Um, Tony Calvin, the veterans, your old pals. Um, yeah. Which of these old favourites have you come down on? Uh, it's Ditto, um, Mr. Malarkey and Quarter Rico, really. It's all about the price, so the price just isn't there. I mean, Quarter Rico is a frustrating character. Hugely uh, frustrating, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a bit of an errant jumper. I'm not a big fan of the cheap piece he's been put back on either because um, he, they lit him up a bit too much on a Cheltenham on New Year's Day and he just travelled too well and... He didn't finish off his race. He's the kind of horse that you, you want him not to be going that well early on because you know he's going to finish off his race like that. If he, if he is on that kind of form that finished, saw him finishing second for two for gold at Doncaster early in the season when he was given an absolute shocker by Brian Hughes and should have won two million. Uh, and he's only a pound higher here. Then he'll go very, very close to winning. Uh, there's, I think I'm working on the basis of uh, soft at uh, Newbury, even though... The fork, they did have a quite a bad forecast, but that's improved throughout the day. So it's going to be soft ground now, I would imagine. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's suit called Rico, but uh, and it is a quite a trappy little race and a very winnable race. Indy Five is probably the most solid, but I was inclined to go with Quarter Rico, but but not at that price. Again, it's it's a wait and see. I hope if he drifts, I might I might play because there are there are some serious doubts about him. But one of those isn't isn't that he's well handicapped because he is. Okay, and again, £5 claimer as well often. What do you think, Dan? He's top-rated with time from anyway, and if you put that, took that latest run in the Cotswold chase, I know it was a messy old race at face value, it'd be even further clear. He sort of feels like the only horse I could bet in this, because Indy 5, Christmas in April, San Xavier, 
of all fours to pace in the past. Aso has two. He tends to be ridden prominently. Question marks over Hendo, as we've mentioned. But Venetia's bar Espoir de Guille at Warwick have been significantly quieter of late. And he's had a couple of hard races. I just think the race sets up quite well for him. Back at Doncaster, where he pushed two for gold, who boosted the form so close. Strongly run race. It's now or never. It's as Tony says, it's shit or get off the pot so far as Corto Rico is concerned. Okay, so that's both of you then on, on favourable terms with Corto Rico. Last race we're going to talk about, gents. The 150 is the Great Wood Handicap Chase. It's two and a half miles here. And Dublin 4 at 3-1 to one for Fergal O'Brien is your market leader. Senior Citizen 4-1. to one. Tamarek Dumatan at 11-2. to two. Bit of support for him from Sevens. Um, Farnett at 13 to 2, Glenn Force at 13 to 2, and at 7 to 1 bar. Right, Dan, you can kick us off on our final race then. Uh, who do you like, please? Yeah, the equine version of my beloved Raheem Sterling here, painting the dream, keeps getting into <laughs> brilliant positions and not finishing because the last three times he's looked like he might win. Certainly the last twice. Um, hmm. But he's down, again, he's down, he's uh, slipped to get in a handicap. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, the the egg change, egg chasing, drinking piss through a sock brigade have, have yes, taken over. Yes, know your audience. <laughs> <laughs> um, old friend Amula Gold. I mean, he's quite interesting. He's proven his stamina for the trip, and there should be a pace to chase here. But I think paint my dream is too well handicapped now to not give him another chance. And there's just a small possibility that he needed that run last time. He looked, he looked like he was tanking through the race. He made a bad mistake and wilted, but. He won off 147 on his reappearance at Chepstow in a race that's worked out okay. And his last visit to this place, to Newbury, was winning an obvious handicap that was a really competitive race. So I thought he was... Um, I'd have had him favourite, and he isn't. Yeah, that's okay. All right, so there you go. So that's a, a pretty strong nod in terms of the handicap market leads for Paint the Dream. What about you, TC? Last word on the last race? Um, I can, there's been a, a, we're recording this 5.30, well, but it's 5.30 now, we're recording this 5.30 on Thursday, and in the last couple of hours, there's been a move for Paul Nichols' Tamarack de Matin, now into 11-2 to with the sports book, mm-hmm. or 9-0, uh, I swear, and I can definitely see that. I think he had a bit of a sighter in his owner and stable mates uh, race that Dolos won last time. He's been dropped £4 for that. I think he's very dangerously handicapped. If the weather, if the rain doesn't really arrive, uh, then I think he's got a good chance because all his best forms on decent ground and he, he's definitely handicapped to go well. Uh, but the one I like is Glenn Forcer. He's another horse. I wouldn't want too much rain to come, but you know he was back to form last time, two mile six on good ground at Musselburgh. I like the angle of him stepping down to two mile four because I think he's got plenty of pace. I think a five pound rise for that win's very fair. And uh, you go back and have a look, although, you know, he's three years ago, his best, probably one of his best career performances, if not the best performance, came over this course and distance on good to soft ground, off a £15 higher mark than this when he when he's first rolled Grangewood. Um, I just think uh, Glenn Forsa is a very solid each way, better 13-2. I might be inclined to go win only, but Glenn Forsa at 13-2 looks to be overpriced to me. Okay, great stuff, gentlemen. Just a reminder again, week two, grow your more. Bet £20 in the exchange or a sports book this weekend on multiple races. are all on one, as I'm doing with Angolo, and you can add £10 to your Shetland. Bet pot ahead of the festival. Credit to your account on March 14th. Your naps then. I did do Kevin Blake an awful disservice by saying Dan was doing the lead. I forgot about Kevin's uh, brilliant nap last week, which puts him up. 164, uh, Dan 107, me plus 80, and Tony is going to pull it out of the bag with a monster this week. TC, what is your nap, please? Uh, I'm going to go 
One Night in Milan. Lovely. Oh, that's unbelievable. Very that is awesome. unbelievable. Very well, good. Uh, we were doing 10 races and we're napping in the same race. Lovely, lovely. I'm going, good stuff. I'm going Famous Bridge, if that's okay. I hate doing that. Head to head. Can I, um, I was going to, I know we only get, I know we only play on the exchange and we only get three places. I, yeah, because I, I can't, I, I never get four places on the sports book. Yeah, put me, put me win and place one night in Milan. I'll, I'll split, split win and place. Right, okay. Well, um, and I'm going to finish it off by, uh, by yeah, no. go, go, go. Go. win and place. There we go, gentlemen. We've got the hat trick all going in one race. <laughs> all talk no dinner. So, in Golo for me at 20 to 1, win and place. It was a couple of the tricast. Yeah, if I was to toss it between him and Boover Dare, but we're all going for our naps in the same race. We can't all be right, ladies and gents, but I will be. I'm sure we'll see what happens. Um, right, we're back with Wade in on Monday to uh, review all the latest from the weekend racing and all your listener questions as well. Have a think about that. TC will give you the nod on Twitter. If you follow him, Tony Calvin on Twitter on Sunday night to send in your questions. Enjoy the weekend. Please gamble responsibly. Talk to you Monday. <laughs> <laughs>